That's the point. Nobody <laughs> wants to play the unpopular maps. That's what we're trying to do. <laughs> Come on, man. Think about it. Hello and welcome to the second episode of Unrenowned, where we talk about Siege and what we like about Siege and what we don't like about Siege. I am your host, Ryan, and here's my co-host, Chris. That just hello. Just hello. That's actually, can we talk about how I got that name? Sure. This is a great <laughs> uh, forum for talking about completely random things that have nothing to do with Siege. Yes, go ahead. Okay, so when I was like 11 or 12, when Ryan was dating what's now his wife, um, she came to who visit. Is now my wife. Yes, she's thank. a who, oh, not what? a wife. <laughs> Continue. Oh. Anyway, um, so I was like 11 or 12 years old, and I was just being an idiot. So all the time when I would see it, like I would purposely bug them or whatever, and I'd be like, "Just hello, just hello, just just hello." Yes, being dumb. this is true. And then I was making my Xbox gamer tag, and I was like, "What should I make it?" And Ryan jokingly is like, "Make it just hello." I was like, "Okay." So I did just hello with three O's, and it's always been like that since. And he's been just as annoying ever since as well. Okay, well, yeah. Yes, yeah, so that's a true story. Um, more importantly, today we're going to talk about Siege. Um, so we're going to talk about uh, Clash and Maverick and a little more follow-up on Grim Sky and our opinions on all that after having more experience with it. Uh, we'll talk about some underrated operators, and then we'll go into our Reddit posts of the podcast. So, shall we start with Grim Sky? Yes. So I take it all back. I was wrong. About what? Everything. Starting this podcast. That was a good choice. <laughs> um, no. Uh, so I saw like um, actually uh, Leo Vader from Game Informer posted a highlight of just like a clash montage. Um, and I was convinced that she's better than I thought she was. Uh, and I, I am just bad at siege, which I was convinced of that beforehand. There's a reason this podcast is called unrenowned. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, I think clash is actually not bad. I agree. I don't, I never thought she was bad though. I think I still think that people are going to learn how to use her even better. And then she's going to get really good. Yeah, totally. So here's what I do think about her. I think she has a very untraditional play style. Even if you're accustomed to playing shields, it's still pretty different. Um, and I think she requires a level of teamwork that you don't see very often except for like actual teams playing together. Um, and I think she requires some practice like playing her specifically. Like with a lot of other operators, like if you play Ash or Sledge or Buck, you can play Zofia or Hibana or Thatcher, right? Like yeah. They, like you, you have to know what their There's gadget a does. learning curve. At like, right. But like when, when Hibana was announced, everybody knew immediately what she was going to be good for and how you would use her and everybody. Mm -hmm. And that's how it was. Right. Yeah. Like, uh, but with clash, I think it's like a very specific place. So it's a little bit like, um, like playing Jigglypuff in melee. Right. So, uh, if you are not familiar with melee, you should probably quit listening to this podcast now. Cause there will be a lot of melee references <laughs> going forward. I'm telling you. Uh, so like, I mean, a lot, melee characters are more different probably than siege operators, but 
like in general, like your foxes and your falcos and your captain falcons, like they're all like fairly similar in the way that you play them. Whereas Jigglypuff, like you have to know her specific tricks or else she's total garbage, right? Like you have to know how to land that back air with like the silly hitbox and you have to know how to like get the, the down B rest attack. Um, so if you don't know melee, this means nothing to you, but <laughs> this is meaning nothing to me. And I've played a little bit of melee, but the point is that like she just plays so differently from other operators clash that like you can't just pick her up and be good with her. And that that's where I think I was wrong about her. Yeah. Can we I, just one thing I want to correct you on her name is zombie. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, I think I'm going to stick with clash. Okay. Well, <laughs> I'm going to call her by her correct name, her given name. Yeah. So yeah, zombie girl. I think, like, I don't know. Well, okay. Well, we saw. So we played last night for a little bit, and we saw a little bit of success with her. Slowed down significantly the attackers on attack. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And then it's it's just hard because it's like you have to. I talked about this last time. It's just all about trust in your teammates, and then being able to listen to each other. Like listen, like one teammate, the one that's not Clash, to listen to what Clash is saying and make a good, sorry, zombie, and make a good like <laughs> attack from that. Decide what you're going to do. And then zombie listening and knowing like, okay, stay still, don't move. And hopefully they don't get fragged or something. But yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So like you were saying, we did have a little bit of success with her. We, we tried to do a thing where um, I was like on the floor above the objective as Clash. And we we blew a hole in the that floor. That did not work at all. <laughs> it, it didn't work. It didn't work. But what we did was we blew a hole in the floor, and I was trying to kind of like lure the attackers in like over the hole. Um, and it didn't work because they just didn't come in the right entrance. But I did burn a minute and a half. Yeah. Just up there by myself against four people. Right. We we won. We won that round. We did I, win that round. I don't, yeah, I don't remember. But but the point is that if she can burn a minute and a half, like yeah. by herself, and yeah. like they hadn't progressed at all in attacking the objective, that's a big deal. Um, what was the other? There was another round where I had a good clash play. It wasn't on border when we were. Yeah, 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 yeah. On border, um, and that like top objective that there's like that balcony door, and so what we were doing there is just kind of blocking off that balcony with clash and and not letting them get the easy open there. Um, and that seemed to be pretty successful. That was pretty successful. Yeah, it, and it was successful. I think. Like that, I think we could have played it better. Like if we had someone go in that security, the what's that room called with all the computers and stuff? Security room. Um, sure. Something like that. <laughs> if you had someone go in that room and then like they're all distracted by Clash, I think you could have made something work better there. But I think in the long run, it did. It was pretty successful. Yeah, and and I have like seen some other like streamers playing her and stuff, and like I've seen some pretty cool things. It's it's mostly comes down to like having a teammate behind you getting like kind of shocking the attackers and getting them to try to turn around and run away or like charge at you and draw them in to a bad spot and then having your your teammates do the cleanup or it like where where you can kind of keep their attention you draw a teammate into the room with you and then they turn to the teammate and then you pull out your gun because that happens so fast that you can really punish them for that so yeah. that's cool um, she, she is fast at pulling out her gun it's actually pretty impressive oh no, yeah it's real quick uh, that's what makes it good. So I'll I'll actually link to uh, Leo's video. He has a lot of uh, examples of, um, of kind of the quick draw on that and and how that works. So that was cool. Uh, Maverick also I've seen some cool stuff. So like the coolest stuff I think I think I've seen with Maverick is like forget about the fact that he's a hard breacher. Just like he can make 
polls silently. Yeah. Right. Like practically silently. And so like what I've actually seen that's cool is like people doing like holes in the floor where normally you would have like a sledge or a buck or even just a breech charge to make some holes in the floor. And it's like super loud and everybody knows you're there. He can just do it like silent where they have no idea. And then, and then it's just free kills. Right. So, um, yeah, he, especially if there's commotion already like going on, like they're arguing about like armor or something, you know? Right. Yeah. If, you, if your team's attacking at the same time, like, oh my gosh, gold. I, I meant like, like they have civil war between their own team. <laughs> Why would this be happening? It happens all the time. Do you remember that guy yesterday? We were arguing with him about nothing. Oh yeah, that was true. Don't get me started on. I don't know how you're gonna know that's happening, but you start seeing them kill themselves anyway. Yeah. Um. Basically, if they're distracted, it's gonna be useful. Yes. Um. And like even just on windows, right? Like he can just burn out a portion of the window and. Yeah, the barricade. Yeah, and you, you Does just it don't make hear noise it. when they fall though. Um, probably, but like compared to actually beating the barricade yeah, down, it's just like, it's practically nothing. Yeah. So, oh, that's cool. He is a cool operator. I haven't played him cause I still haven't, I'm poor. I haven't bought him yet. But. <laughs> too, too poor. This is what happens when you stop playing siege for a long time and you're out of renown. You become unrenowned. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry, that was, uh, Patrick the seal lives in my brother's room. Um, so the other thing we forgot to bring up about Grim Sky last week, which is the worst part of Grim Sky, which is the new icons for oh. operators gadgets. Yeah, I forgot about, I forgot about that. I don't like them. They're all garbage. They updated the icons for your main gadget and every single one of them is garbage. It's like the most possibly abstracted version of like a drawing of the gadget. And so you look at it and you're like, why are there five circles on that box? And then you realize because I'm Jaeger and that's supposed to be my ADS. <laughs> like it's stupid. I can't even remember what it looked like before, but I remember before they looked fine. Yeah. I don't like, understand why they were updated. Looked completely fine. There was the only, okay. The uh, Caveras actually is, I would say better. Hers now is like footsteps before it was like, no, before it was just like Havera with like her finger over her mouth, like quiet. So I guess it was fine before. But hers is the other one where I could see maybe a change. But all the other ones were completely fine. Like there was nothing wrong with them. And now they look ugly. Yeah, it's bad. Um, it looks like more arcadey. It's like what they did to like the main operator icons in the first place. Yes. Okay. I was going to bring that up too. <laughs> so I think this is actually a much worse change. But um, back in closed beta... So the, each operator has like the icon that appears at the top of the screen on the HUD where you can see like, okay, they have a thermite because it's the orange thing with the, with the white thermite charge, right? Mm. Um, those used to be, they looked a lot more like a patch you would actually wear on a uniform. And the art was more like colorful and more like, like hand-drawn, it looked like. It more, was more, like more than like an arcade like... Yeah, I wouldn't say colorful. I'd say like more um, like not worn... But it looks like a patch, like you were saying. Right. Like mm. now they, it, it looks, they're like flat colors, right? It's just yeah. like a flat orange with a th the thermite outline chart yeah, yeah. on top of it. Those, these actually had like shadowing and like different lighting effects to it and it looked like it was hand drawn and all that. And it was really, really cool. And what I really liked about them was that like the, the actual like drawing was kind of abstract. So like you kind of had to think a little bit about what the connection was to the operator. So like for example, or Tachanka, it had like a chariot, um, which 
is what an actual Tachanka is. It's like a machine gun on a chariot. And so like stuff like that. Um, yeah. Like Rooks was like the Rook piece. Yeah. 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 Like the um, chess Rook piece. Where's some other ones? Jaegers. I still never figured out Jaegers. It was like some dog. Like howling or something. Yeah. Like a wolf. I think Jaeger means wolf in German. Oh, okay. Don't quote me on that. Uh, Won't. Blitzes was Medusa. That was super that cool. Was like cool. don't look him in the face. Yeah. Like, Blitzes was cool. That was cool. Like they were just like, there was just a lot more character to it. I felt like I think like I understand they wanted it more simple for people to look up like know what operator it is right and, and they're they're making an esports game right and so yeah. like they're making esports logos yeah but I think it could have still been less arcadey and more like the realistic drawing like because they changed everything like they changed the even like the on the top of the scoreboard where it shows not scoreboard but the top of the screen it shows uh, like the round counts yeah like who's yeah, winning yeah, yeah, yeah that changed too that before was like a yeah, it used to more, look a lot more. I don't even know how to explain that look. Like realistic, like less video gamey. It's yeah. much more video gamey or arcadey now than it mm-hmm. than it used to be. It used to be more like military style, I'd say. Yeah. Um. But so again, like that change, I understand, and like this is just a matter of preference that I wish they would have kept the patches, and I really wish what they would do is like let you choose mm-hmm. which ones and you like introduce see? patches for the old ones. They also like at one point they sold. Um, the patches as charms for the weapons. Oh yeah. But they've taken it off the marketplace. And I'm so mad because I didn't know about it when it came out. And then I found out about it and now they're gone. Yeah. And I'm really sad. And I, I even wish that they would just sell me the patches to put on the HUD. Like they used to be in the closed beta. Like I would pay to have the <laughs> patches at the top instead of the stupid arcade icons. But um, my point that I lost there in my rambling was that like that change I understand this change to the new icons for the gadgets is just dumb. Like it looks worse, like objectively worse. Yeah. My subjective opinion is that it's objectively worse. (laughs) And a lot of people don't agree, sadly. Oh, really? Did you like make a post about it? Yeah, I made a couple and people are like, no, they look better. I'm like, no. Okay. So let us know what you think. Tweet us at our 600. Sledge's sledgehammer for sure looks way worse out of all of them. It definitely looks worse. I don't know if I've seen or if I have, I don't remember it. Oh, you'll see it. And you'll be like, what is that supposed to be? It's a freaking sledgehammer. It looks like a mallet. Yeah. But every single like time I play a new operator and glance down there, I'm like offended. <laughs> what? The thing is, I glance down. I'm like, wait, what is that? I'm like, who am I? I have to like look at the top of the screen to see my art icon and know who I am. Yeah. So that's dumb. But anyway, so that's our uh, kind of follow up on Grim Sky. Um, yeah, tweet us at R600 now and let us know what you think about um, Castle and sorry, Castle Clash and Maverick and uh, and the new operator icons in particular. I'd, I'd like to know what people's opinions are on that. Um, so let's move on to underrated operators. Dun, dun, dun. That was our transition track that we uh, bought at a very um, fine audio file establishment online. Okay, so what we wanted to do for this was each of us wanted to um, pick three ops that we thought were underrated and then go through our top three. Um, but this actually speaks well to Siege is that we were looking through the list and both of us had trouble coming up with three operators that we actually thought were underrated. Um, so like there are your bad operators, right? Like your Tachanka, for example, who like, whoa, we all love Tachanka. Okay. Okay. But he's just not good, right? And like, so he's not underrated. He's just not good. Um, okay, I'm getting offended. So, well, I mean, I didn't say like, I didn't say he's not holy. 
or praiseworthy. Good. We'll we'll <laughs> say we'll do our prayers with Shanka later. He's ineffective in combat. Okay. Um, so we're just gonna do our top one each, um, and we'll see what you guys think. So, Chris, what, what is your number the one? one? Then they'd be really exciting or boring. Okay. My number one most underrated operator is Montaigne. Okay. I'm on board with that. Okay. So he's never picked. Like I was looking at some statistics a little bit ago and like the pro league and stuff, like his picker gets like 3%. Um, and that might even be like they're winning by a bunch of rounds. So one of them picks Montaigne, like kind of as a joke. Mm-hmm. So, so let me just interject for one second. Like just to be clear, we're not saying like, we're not talking about how they're used and in pro league or diamond, right? Like we're, we're talking about like the main like perception of like the core mm-hmm. audience. Um, but yeah, go ahead. Anyway. So, and I, I hardly see him picked even all the time, even in casual, like he's rarely picked because yeah, people totally. think he's trash, but he's really good. Like he's way good, especially if you're playing. So if you can, if you can play the objective, that's his thing. He's not good for like, let's just kill the enemy team. No, not at all. He's good for let's get the freaking bomb planted because he can step in front of the bomb and have you plant or he can stand in front of a doorway and block it completely. Right. Like if it's a Jaeger, there's nothing Jaeger can do to get through. Like he doesn't have C4. Like there's nothing he can do. Right. It's over. Yeah. Or, or like, uh, even on biohazard, we don't play, we really only play bomb these days, but like yeah. on biohazard, if you can just get into a corner as Monty on the biohazard, you have, you force the enemy team to have somebody standing on the objective. Right. And so like if you, and then if you can put pressure with the rest of your team, that person either like has to hold a hard position or they have to get off the objective and like concede some time to you on the, on the timer to win. Right. Mm-hmm. I remember when we, when we first figured that out, like that he can block a doorway and the closed beta. It was just so funny, like yes. securing the objective. We just couldn't get in. Yeah. It was just it's the beautiful. funniest thing. And that thing. was before he had his buff where like he had yeah. the side panel. So if yeah, you don't was... know, Montaigne, like his shield. So when he like when he has a shield unextended and it's just kind of like the flat thing, it used to just like go up like in front of his face. Like it would it would extend up and down vertically. It mm-hmm. would not extend like horizontally like around his body and it would not extend like up over his head like it does now with like the glass over his head. It was just the just a long front facing shield and even then like he could block a doorway and he could like do some pretty significant uh denial of mobility yeah and now it's even better like it's so you don't like people the mistake that i think people make with him a lot is when they're blocking a doorway they try so hard like turn and face the person like just look forward they can't get around you just look forward and there's nothing they can do like don't even worry because what happens is people turn they like get confused and they turn the wrong way and then they die. Yeah. Like, if you just look in the general direction of them, there's nothing they can do. Like, you just have to trust the shield. Yep. The, yeah, the, the key to being a good Monty is just to be patient and slow, like, and, and don't try to get kills. Leroy! <laughs> yeah, that's not going to work as Monty, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, I agree. I think Monty is a little underrated. Um, part of it, I think, like we're saying, it's just because you have to play with your team, right? The same as Clash. Mm-hmm. Like if your team's not working with you, um, he's just not going to be that good. Um, but yeah, I'm with you. Okay, so my number one most underrated operator. I'm gonna guess Castle. Castle, it is. He so he is. Uh, he's one of my defender mains. Really, I think he's like probably third, maybe even second of like my most played defenders behind Rook. 
Okay, but was that just kind of because you wanted to learn how to play him? Because you were um, like, how do you play this guy? Like, okay, I'm going to learn it. I think partly because since, since we did play from the beginning, um, there, there was just less operator selection. Um, and people didn't really know how to counter castle as much. Also, I think th I'm trying to remember exactly how it's gone. I think he's gotten a little bit weaker since the beginning. Am I right or am I wrong? No, Glass used to be able to break his things in like three Yeah, shots, I don't think right? he's really changed. Um, what else might have changed? I do remember like there were castle updates, though. I can't remember what they were. He's been through a lot of like little minor tweaks. I, I can't remember exactly what it was. But anyway, like I liked his gun. Um, and then he just kind of became like the guy that I would pick when I couldn't like choose somebody else to pick. And then there's like there's a few objectives. Okay, so here's where he's really underrated. There are a few objectives where he can be super, super clutch. Like if you, okay, here's the problem with Castle. You have to have a mute, right? Like yeah. He has to be paired with mute. And there are virtually no other operators that must be paired with another specific operator to be effective. There are certainly like good combos, but there are few, if any, that like you have to have this other operator or else he becomes useless um that's castle and that's castle yeah and, and and like the reason that is is because when you castle up a window uh that's basically an invitation for refuse to come get you guys for free right yeah um and and then also like you castle a window and virtually every operator can just put a breach charge on it and breach it and it's like no problem and because there's no shortage of breach charges right like most operators have them and they get three. So it's not like, oh, I have to burn a breach charge to open this castle window. Like, that's not a thing, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and so I think that's where the struggle is. Like, you have to have that mute. But what I'm saying is that um, if you do have the mute, there are certain objectives where there's only a few ways in. Like, for example, the master bedroom on um, Clubhouse, mm -hmm. right? Now that they've changed that, there's only those two windows that come into the bomb objectives there. And so if you can castle those and mute them, and if they don't have a sledge or an ash, that slows them down quite a bit to be able to get in there, you know, or a Thatcher, somebody, somebody to get that mute jammer. That's, I'm sorry. That's a really weird room layout. Like, have you ever thought of it as like an actual room? Like, <laughs> no, there's like these few times where I'm like, okay, it helps me actually understand the map. So I'm like, okay, this is a reception room. Like that's what this is right here. Yeah. I just started thinking about that being a room. It's weird. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm trying to think like the kind of building it is. It's like a biker gang clubhouse, right? So it's yeah. not like it's somebody's like home. Well, who the heck stands up a mattress in the middle of the room? Um, terrorists when they're setting oh, well, up. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I was mainly thinking about. But <laughs> that makes I mean, sense. who keeps all this barbed wire around their house? It just doesn't make any these, sense. These like random reinforcements. This is just, these people are stupid. No, but seriously, it's just kind of weird. Anyway, yeah. Sorry. Um, yeah so so one example of like where he like so i think he he can do things that other operators cannot do um, okay i'm sorry <laughs> but why is that mattress bulletproof <laughs> can we ask that it's question not, it's not it's not okay no. so I'm then why did they even put it up sure there it's not. why do they even well, put it blocks there? vision okay sorry <laughs> we can talk about castle now <laughs> this is really bugging him um so 
like, okay, so one of my favorite things to do with castle is to always hold at least one of my uh, castle doors, right? Um, and that's because as the round unfolds, you can like decide where it's best to place and just kind of in the heat of battle, just throw it up. And it's like, it's always a bad move, right? Like, it, I mean, it's, it's far higher risk than the reward, but when you get it, it just feels so good. So like, funny. So like, I, d- I will just, I'd love to have like, have them pushing a room and like, especially a, a, the kind of room where there's not really like an easy way just to like kind of go through a different hallway and come on the other side where you kind of have to like exit the building and come all the way back around to find another way in. In those cases, like when they're pushing that room, like we kind of put some fire down on them, like throw some traps or something in there to slow them down. And then I just run up and just close the door. Like like maybe 30% of the time I just get wrecked. But if I can time it right, like I just throw that up. And then all of a sudden they're like, oh, like I have to walk up there and put a breach charge on it now. And like we're all peeking at their feet, you know, or like what what happened uh, yesterday when we were playing. um, It was on uh on clubhouse on that clubhouse. same objective yeah. and so i had done those two castle castles on the window um and then i fell back into the uh, security office is that what uh, it's called that room with the or trap office. door yeah the room that has the hatch that drops down and it's got like the desk and stuff um and they opened the hatch and the guy with the kit dropped down and i killed him and so then it's like okay so we have the like the little soft walls over um on the far side reinforced. So I just go on the opposite side and seal up like the door that comes into the room with my castle thing. And now I'm essentially like locked in the room with the kit by myself. And there's no way in except for the hatch. Right. Or like, obviously if they can hard breach or whatever, but my team's outside my castle door, like kind of defending that. And I'm sitting in there with the kit in like a, like a locked down room. And so then it's like, I just have to watch the hatch and their choices are kill my whole team and come in through my castle door. Well, I'll, I'll have like plenty of warning that they're coming. Mm. or like come in through the hard wall where again, I have plenty of warning that they're coming and I can reposition in the perfect spot. Right. So it was just like no other operator can do something like that. Underneath. And then even if they did get in, say they got in, killed you, got the diffuser. Now yeah. They like if they drop through the hatch. Yeah. yeah. If they drop through the hatch. Yeah. They, and they kill me, which is unlikely because I have a drop on them. Then they've, they've got to come out of my castle barricade into my team. So it's just like, he can just like really screw you up if he catches you like in your, in your attack. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So he yeah. is actually pretty like in, in certain situations, he's very good. Yeah. Like, and, and that's the thing very is like, situational. he, he does like his, his win rates not high. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, I recognize that he has problems and they've been talked about like doing a full rework on him and I think he needs it and it'd be cool. And I've heard some cool ideas for it. Um, but I do think that like, he's a lot of fun in certain ways and and in the right situation he can just be so so clutch and that's what makes him fun like i've also seen people like uh one time somebody on like one of the objectives where you can just kind of like walk right in and plant the bomb somebody did that uh or plant the kit rather somebody did that and then like went back outside to defend it and so i think it was like a monty and so like the like the castle was pushing him and so it's a castle and a monty that were left and so the monty was or the castle was like pushing him trying to like get him to, to die or whatever so the monty kind of like backs outside and the castle just goes up and throws a wall down like on the door. And so, and so then Monty has no choice but to like run around to a window and he's way too slow to get to. And Castle's just sitting there diffusing. Like nobody else could do that, you know? Yeah. Like it's just so cool. I'm excited now that we've seen like the Maverick and the Clash that are completely unique and different than what everybody thought. Uh-huh. They have some pretty good ideas. So I'm excited to see what they do with Castle. Yeah. It'll yeah. Be, it's it'll cool. It'll be cool. 
Yeah, I, I think unique. I, th- I kind of said this last week, but I think that we're at the point where the developers understand how Siege is played now, mm-hmm. as opposed to like what they perceived Siege would be played as, and they're they're like building toward that. And so what we I think we've seen better operators recently, yeah, because of that, and better buffs and stuff. So, any any honorable mentions you want to give for the underrated ops? Somebody you're thinking about choosing. I was thinking about choosing Buck just because I don't see him that much. Um, but then looking at some of like the pick rates and stuff, it looks like he is kind of picked pretty frequently. Yeah, he's he's picked a lot um, at the higher ranks. I sure. feel like, though, he's not picked because of his gadget, but more for his grenades and his guns. Yeah, he's he's a killer. But I think his gadget's pretty dang good. It really is. Like Both him and Sledge, Like I don't play them very often. And then when I do, I'm like, I don't know why I don't play these guys more often. Like yeah. they you can just move through stuff so quickly. Like you can you can decide you want to do something and just do it. You don't have to like plan out how you're gonna make it happen. Yeah. And like that's cool. Yeah, getting away from someone, like with both of them, you can just run through walls, basically. Yeah. It's yeah, it's it's pretty cool. Um the other one I was thinking of was Rook. And like it, the thing was like it's hard to say that Rook is underrated. Um, but I just his pick rate's not that high. Yeah. And I, I guess it's because like his gun's just kind of okay and he's slow, but like having everybody on your team have extra health and like be guaranteed to go down if it's not a headshot, like that's really helpful. And like, so Rook is actually my most played defensive operator and my win rate with him is like twice as good as my next best win rate. Yeah. So like there's something to be said about that, right? Yeah, I think, I don't know what I think, but yes. Good. Thanks for your feedback. No problem. I appreciate that. Um, any other honorable mentions you want to give? No, I think that's it for all the operators. Yeah, and again, that's that speaks well to Siege that like there really aren't that many under. And even when you're talking about like the bad operators, really the only one I think of is Tachanka. Uh, maybe Capitao. Capitao could definitely use some work. Okay. Why did they think they needed to take IQ's grenades and give them to Finca? Oh, so they had a very harebrained explanation for this, which kind of makes sense. Um, I don't really want to go into it too much, but basically the idea was that Finca's win rate was too high, but her pick rate was too low. Um, and so they they did like some slight nerfs to her ability to like try to kind of soften her effect, mm-hmm. but they gave her frags so that people would pick her more. Okay. Uh, which was weird. And then IQ's had the opposite problem or something. Uh, she, IQ was just picked way too much. Um, I think part of their reasoning was that like IQ has become more useful um, as there have been more gadgets that are important to mm-hmm. identify before you get in and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I, it it didn't it had it hasn't seemed to really affect things very much. Yeah, it's just sad. So yeah, because uh, yeah, the IQ was really cool with like her LMG rush and the frags and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like that was fun. But all right, should we move on to Reddit post of the podcast? Yes, please. All right, so we have two this week. Do you want to go first or should I? Uh, you go first. Okay, I'll go first. I love Reddit. Reddit's great. Um, as long as you don't engage with it. <laughs> Seriously, yeah. What the freak? So okay, so my post comes from GG2443. Um, and he says, I think an original mode would greatly benefit new players. Um, uh, so I'm not gonna read his whole post here, but um Basically, what he's saying is he started playing mid-2016. At the time, there were 13 maps and 26 operators. It took him a while to learn it. 
Um, he didn't even understand like what the position compromised meant or like where that came from until mm-hmm. like he actually got interrogated by Kavera once. And he's like, Oh, okay. I finally understand what this is all about. Um, and then he's talking about like with the Hereford only mode, the discovery mode that we have right now, like even playing that map back to back to back a few times, it still takes a little while to learn the map. Um, and so he's saying, I think having a beginner's queue would make the experience of learning everything much easier. I'm not sure if it should be limited to players who are below level 30 or so, or if you could queue with higher level friends to help out. Um, basically what he's saying is it'd be cool if this beginner's queue had like a, it was like the original mode, right? So like it, it didn't have any of the operators since launch, right? It didn't have any of the mm-hmm. new maps. It was just day one siege. I, I would assume he doesn't mean like undo all the patches and they stuff. They call that. Yeah, I, see, I assume he, would, he just means like content. Yeah. Right? Um, and, and, and by that, just kind of like start everybody on that same square one where it's just a little bit easier to understand. And, and I would agree that like all of those day one operators are much more straightforward and yeah. easy to understand. And there are certain, there are no like, um, one-to-one effects like is uh zofia doesn't get affected as by ella's right shock size yeah much things where like a single operator affects a different single operator in a special way and yeah. like that that's where it starts to get really tough to keep track of even mm-hmm. as like an experienced player because it doesn't say anywhere right you have to read patch notes yeah you have to read patch notes yep um so i, I think it's an interesting idea i don't know if that's what i would do but i, I thought it was a good jumping point for like how would you make the game better for new players? I think like, okay, I keep reading and these are just kind of rumors, but that they want to have a hundred operators. Like by the time they're done, this is real. Whoa. That's like, so if you ever tried to play league of legends now, it's overwhelming. You just can't. Right. Like you try to play, there's like 132 different, um, what do they call them? That game heroes. Heroes. Uh huh. And it's just too much. Like you just don't know what each one does and it's just frustrating. Right. If there's a hundred operators in Siege, like first of all, it would take forever to unlock all of them. Like if you're going to spend money, it's going to be like $300 at least by the time you have a hundred. Right. Renown's going to take forever. Like there's no good way to get them all. Like you have to read about them, the whole thing. It's just too much. Totally. Yeah. So, so you're bringing up a few things here. So one, like, what I would say about league is they have the advantage of being like that free to play model yeah. where you, what is it like you get like a choice from like five or 10 op, uh, yeah, 10, heroes, like 10 whatever for, like, week. for the week. So in some ways that's good. In some ways it's bad. And it's good in that, like it limits the exposure. Like you, you only have to pick from a few people. You're not totally overwhelmed by this choice. The problem is if you're a new player and you find a guy you like, you're basically like have to buy him or else you're forced to just keep trying new people each week yeah um but wait do you do you get like free credits to like buy one or two i don't remember in league. I, I know I really in heroes league. of the storm that i played before you did you got yeah, like you could choose like one or two. Oh yeah you'd earn like in game points or whatever and yeah you can buy them with points i, I want to say that league does the same I, i've played it once for like maybe like two hours but i want to say that they do the same where they give you at least one that you get to choose yeah um so so that's cool um and then what else were you saying uh too much money to buy them i was saying they're yeah it's too so, overwhelming yeah, so that's another problem is is with the money and so like um it was weird what they did to try to like fix that was they made all of the original operators free 
I think that was a bad move. Um, I, I liked the idea of making all the attachments free. That's yes. good because there's no reason to have to buy attachments. And that very quickly solved the problem of like having to navigate those menus where oh. like, that was a, that was a freaking chore. Um, but I, so I think that the original operators were unlocked fairly quickly, right? Within probably 15 hours, you could have them all unlocked. Yeah. Right. Especially if you did the situations that yes. gave you a ton of renown and you could, you could get two or three guys before your first match even. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just the way that they like went up in price, like the first one was what, like a hundred renown or something. For like, for I don't like remember. Each, I think like each CTU, the first one's like 100 renown and the second one's like 200 then 400 and then 800. I okay. think that's how it worked or something like that. And so like you could pretty quickly get those 100 out of each CTU mm-hmm. um, and and have a stable of like eight guys to play from, right? Yeah. Um, and, and so like I felt like that was actually a really, really good pace for a new player, right? Where they, they start with one, right? And like so you start with your rook and you figure out Rook pretty quick. You just lay down your armor and you slow and you do your thing, right? Um, and then, like, and then you get another one. And then, like, a few games later, you get another one. And so, like, you, you're just kind of taking it one at a time. And it, you're just not overwhelmed with all these choices. And, like, you play one round with a guy and you're like, I didn't like it. I'll play another one. And, you, you know, you keep doing that same thing over and over again. And you never really understand any of them. Um, I, I just think it's a better pace. How it was originally designed yeah it was well i mean it's still like the problem that i the biggest problem i see with it as a new player going into siege is there's just too much right like i feel like it'll just be too overwhelming and they'll just put down the game and not want to play right. it anymore and we're only talking about operators right now we haven't even gone into like maps and oh stuff. no so so just to finish up on that pricing thing what i would do i first of all i would do the original operators the way they originally were i think that's a mm-hmm. that's a good pace and then I would just bring down the price on the year one operators. Like those should be half price or even less by now. Right. Yeah. Like there's no reason that you still have to pay the same amount for buck as you do for maestro. Yeah. Right. Like, I mean, cause, cause if you are getting into the game right now with like the standard edition, you essentially will never get all the operators without paying money. No way. Yeah, like you had to play a lot. I mean, like thinking about it, if I didn't spend, if I didn't have to spend any money on any attachments, or on if I didn't buy any headgear, like stuff like that, I don't know how much I'd have, but I don't, I still don't think I'd have enough to unlock them all. Yeah, so like I bought a few of them. Just as a frame of reference, like when we were playing Siege like regularly all the time, like three or four nights a week, we were just keeping pace with like the new operators coming out. So just just at the end of a season, we would have fifty thousand ish renown. And be able to unlock the new two operators, right? So that was playing like regularly all the time. So you would have to like double that if you ever wanted to catch up. So I, I mean, that's crazy. So then going into like the maps, like first of all, I think the newer maps are more complex. Yeah, I mean Hereford doesn't count, but like Villa. But Hereford is more complex, I think. I mean, than before, but I don't think it's as complex as Villa at all. Villa is um, confusing. Probably not, but. <laughs> I mean, it is, it's, it's, it's not like Villa, but I think it's more complex than any of the first 10 maps. Yeah, no, that's true. I think it is. Maybe with the exception of like a clubhouse or something, or maybe Oregon. Yeah. Oregon was pretty confusing at first. Or Oregon took me a while. Um, but yeah, like, I mean, just thinking about like, so we Although, had, Although I will say I, we never played 
Oregon with spawn vote. Yeah. Which I learn it like we learned it in casual. We learned it in casual. That's which, but but that's what hard. the new players are playing too, right? They're playing in casual, ah, yeah. not dang it, not voting where they want to be. So like we had the advantage of we played the closed beta, like we've said several times, and like that was House Hereford and Consulate, and so we by the time the game came out, we had those down pat. Mm-hmm. And then there was the technical test after the closed beta. Yeah, that had House Consulate and Canal. Was it Consulate or Hereford? It's Consulate, I think. House Consulate and, and Canal. Yeah. So then we had Canal down. So then we really only had to learn six maps. Um, but thinking back on those six maps we had to learn, it took us a while to figure out Oregon and Clubhouse, you know, because you yeah. only get it at best, like, at, or statistically speaking, one out of every 10 games. Mm-hmm. And it takes 30 minutes to play a game. Yep. So, like, let's say you play for two hours, you only get four games in, like, the chances you're actually going to get a map you don't know or, or that you're trying to learn or whatever are pretty slim. Yeah. So... It's hard. It, yeah, it's hard. I, I, like I think, I think this is another thing I would do, both to help new players and to keep existing players is give us some kind of influence over what maps we play. Yeah, I would love a veto system. Yes, like honestly, I don't care what it is. I don't care if it's. I don't care if it's veto. I don't care if it's vote for a map. I don't care if it's uh, like a list that you pick and ban. Mm-hmm. I don't care if it's like your map preferences like it used to be that never worked like i don't care just give yeah. me let me tell you that i don't ever want to play favelas ever oh my gosh and that tower. every single time house comes up i want to play it right yep. like that's all i want that's all i want to be able to do i think if you had because a veto system i feel like is perfect like people say like well the bad maps will never get played well yeah they will because like maps people don't like because if you veto one and the next one comes up you're playing that one right like automatically so if the next map is favela and you vetoed house then we're playing favela because you vetoed house yeah and all the time the majority is going to get what they want to play like right if the majority wants to play the map that's on they're going to play it well you're going to make the majority the happy like, you're, you're saying oh but then the unpopular maps will never get played that's the point Nobody wants to play the unpopular maps. That's what we're trying to do. <laughs> Come on, man. Think about it. But yeah, this is this is like one of those problems. I talked about this last week. There's like Siege has problems that have been solved in video games for a decade, right? Mm-hmm. Like map veto from as far as I can think has been around since at least Halo 3. Counter-Strike was server, server oh, picking. That's true. Um, Halo 2, I think, might have even had map veto. I don't remember. I know Call of Duty 4. But definitely Halo 3 and Call of Duty 4. Like these are things, or Halo 3, I think I vote. I think Halo 3 had Halo vote, 3 and, vote and Call of Duty was veto. Mm-hmm. But like either way, this, this is a solution that has existed for over a decade. And yep. like why does Siege have this problem? Yeah. Who knows? I don't know. Some people disagree with that. Some people like it the way it is where it's just random. So maybe we're wrong, but, yeah. but we're not usually wrong. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so so those those are some things I would do. What would you guys do to help new players? Email us or don't email us. We don't have an email. <laughs> but, well, we have email, but it's just not. Um, sure. Yeah, so I guess we need to figure that out. We need to we need to find a way to have people send us more long form stuff. But I guess just tweet us what your ideas would be, um, or whatever. But yeah, we should we should get an email or something. People can send us more long form responses. We can do that. Yeah, we'll we'll do this. You can message us on Reddit too. Oh, yeah, totally. Message us on Reddit. Um, okay, what's your Reddit post? Okay, so mine is a little bit longer. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but I'm going to read just little parts of it. 
So it's by um, you, Brody Bradley, 51. And this is a kind of a build off from a post recently about um, there was a there was a post recently about something that's missing in the casual playlist. And it was showing spawn location before you picked your operator. Yes. Which was promised three years ago when they first took spawn boat out. It said, I can't remember exact wording, but I made a couple of posts about this where they said spawn boat will still be um, communicated to the def- to the defenders before choosing their operator. Right. It never happened. People posted about it. Nothing ever changed. So then someone's recently Which, made okay, another wait, post. Let's just hang on for a second here. This is really dumb because yeah. this game is based on operators with special abilities that in some cases work better in certain objectives than others. But you have to learn how to use them in other objectives. No, you freaking don't. No. Because if I'm playing the game, suck. If I'm playing the game the way it's meant to be played, I'm not going to choose that operator in that objective. I purposely play ranked and pick Tachanka in random objectives to see how he works. Anyway. No, you don't. Reddit man. No. <laughs> random Reddit. Reddit man. No, you don't. <laughs> um, anyway, so there was a post made about that where that should be implemented to casual. And this guy is kind of building off of that post. And the title is casual should be changed significantly and should be considered more like unranked. Preach, brother. So he's saying casual needs to be changed. He talks about um attackers spawning at all the same location and how stupid that is uh forces them to do that when you know where the objective is like yep why yep he's it invites uh silly spawn peaks uh-huh yeah right your stupid. whole team's there <laughs> sucks um so it, it he talks about this feature restricts meaningful choices of operators for that site and just relies on hoping for a particular site mm-hmm so if you're Mr. Three-Speed Montaigne and it's on the opposite side of the map... I want a Three-Speed Montaigne. Sorry. This should be a thing. If you're Mr. One-Speed Montaigne, it's on the other side of the map. Like, It takes you a minute to get over there and then start doing something. Yeah. And then the chance that you get picked off on the way over there are high. Well, the plus side is you can burn a full minute in casual and it doesn't mean anything. Yes, true. And he talks about that too. He talks about how the timer is too long. And he, he wants it three minutes, and I agree with him. I think three minutes is good, but I could see in casual you might need a little bit longer for newer players. So he yep. says compromise three and a half minutes. I think that's fine. Um, okay, this is my favorite paragraph, and this is what we were just talking about. Casual at the moment forces defenders to defend a mystery site that you only know once you're in that round. There's no way of knowing whatsoever until you've chosen your operators. This feature restricts any meaningful choices of operators for that site and just relies on hoping for a particular site. This is awful for operators like Mira. This needs to be changed or Bandit or Castle. Castle. Um, Capkin. Yes. There's many that I can think of. And, and even on attack, like obviously on attack, you don't know where it's going to be. But uh, when the other team is choosing, you can hazard a guess. And like Fuse is way better on some objectives than he is on others, you know? And if it's like, oh, we already know that they've, they can't go to this objective. So they're probably going to go to this one. Mm-hmm. Like then you can choose based on that. Yeah. And, the reason for casual, according to Ubisoft, was to help players get into the ranked game mode. But how, yes. and he points this out, how is that supposed to be possible if it's nothing like that? He's like, it should be a stepping stone to transition to ranked. Now, there's one thing that he talks about that I don't necessarily agree with, and he's talking about pick and ban um, for operators. Like, you can pick an operator and then ban an operator on the enemy team. I think that's a little too much for casual. Um, yeah, yeah, I, think I like it for ranked. Yeah. Um, but for casual, I think that's just too much. Like people don't want to spend the time to do that. Yeah. They don't understand the strategy. There's not, there's not a paced. team cohesion mm-hmm. of like trying to decide who should be banned. That's silly. That yeah. Being casual. And so his 
that's basically his whole thing. Um, I would just even going from knowing the site, just voting for the site, like it doesn't take that long to vote. It really doesn't. It's like two half the time in ranked. It's like we just click the first one everybody else picked. Yeah, and you're well, like, oh, can why I, are we why are we picking this? Can I can I offer some praise though? As as long as we're bashing Ubisoft in these uh, these past two Reddit topics, let me offer them some praise that finally they switched the order of voting for spawn and choosing your operator so that choose so that voting for the objective location comes first. Like it should have always been that way. I don't understand why that wasn't thought about in the first place, but like freak, I don't, I base my operator on what I'm voting to like where, where we're going to be. So I should choose that first. That makes a lot more yeah. sense. The funny thing is I still just choose something random, then pick an operator and then I go back and change my vote. Well, you're dumb. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I think it's what most of us do. Um, I'll change my operator, though. I always end up changing it to something else, depending on what we need. Um, but what's cool about this post is it has a lot of like support behind it. Like a lot of people are backing this post. Before, when posts were made like this, like it would get upvotes, but then like the top comments would be like, "No, this is stupid. It needs to stay like this <laughs> to help new players." It's completely changed. Like as this subreddit's gotten so many more followers, it's become a lot less like. This game needs to be more realistic. Like, okay, let's face it. First of all, when you're carrying around a thousand barricades in your backpack and like reinforcements, this game yes. was never meant to be realistic. There is literally we have freaking drones that shoot echoing shocks at people. There's that are invisible. There's <laughs> literally sentient barbed wire that recognizes friend from foe. Okay, yes. if we're gonna talk about realism, let's start with the barbed wire that recognizes friend from foe. <laughs> that is some cool barbed wire. Um, so yeah. Anyway, that was the stupidest argument, but. Now, like, people want this, too. Like, now it has, like, a lot of support on it. And I think that's cool that people are starting to, like... I think it's the newer players that are getting into the game now and are like, this sucks. Yeah. Like, this is not anything like... And it sucks playing ranked sometimes. You don't really want to play ranked if you don't have a team or, like, good people with you. Mm -hmm. But you also don't want to play a crappy version of the game. But sometimes you don't have 35 minutes to potentially play ranked match. Yeah, yeah, totally. You might have to, like, go take care of a crying baby. the, The thing is, like, with casual... It ends up taking just as long as a ranked match because they always go to four minutes. Yeah, right. Because people like these casual Last. kids are afraid to enter the building, and so yeah. like you you play five four minute rounds. That's going to take just as long as you know six or seven three minute rounds. Yeah, cool. So that's our those are our Reddit posts of the podcast. Um, if you see a topic on Reddit that you'd like us to talk about, go ahead and tag us. I am uh, RD Fiasco. I am R just sorry R slash or you you, you slash you, you me. me on Reddit, <laughs> um just hello so it's just and then H E L L O O O just hello with three O's just hello yeah. you have to say it like that or else I don't come I hear the wolf call it's a mating call actually that's odd so go buy a frisbee <laughs> <laughs> yes frisbee operator okay how can we work a frisbee into an operator. What if you had like an operator that was like, it was like, a, I don't know, I'm thinking like shocking thing, like it though goes into a room and just like, kind of like a um, ying though, like, I don't know. Yeah. Almost like a little drone. That'd be cool. Or you could just like use it to play with oh, your what, own oh, no, team. No, 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 no. You throw your frisbee and that summons your dog. Your attack dog. Ooh. You throw your frisbee and somebody and the attack dog goes and jumps on him. It's an awful idea. The day that attack dogs get introduced in Siege is the day that 
I stop playing. I don't think it'll ever happen. Attack dogs have never been good in any game. Any any first person shooter uh, multiplayer. Black Ops attack dogs were dang good. I know they were that good. That's the problem. Kill streak. Oh. They were super fun, but it was super broken. Yeah. Anyway, should we get out of here? Speaking of which, and go play some uh, Black Ops Three Blackout. Oh, Black Ops Four, but yeah, Black Ops Four. I can't wear. We're on freaking Black Ops Four. Yeah. What the f? But I feel like Black Ops One was forever ago. Like numbers, I was Mason. What that do game they mean? Out. I don't know. Three. Let's do it. Um, so thank you for listening. Um, you know, I meant to do this at the beginning of the episode, but thank you for all the support on the first episode. We've had um, way more people listen than we expected and way more positive feedback. So thank you so much. Um, if you like the podcast, um, please share it with your friends. Um, leave us ratings on iTunes. Um, and if you have a question for us for our next podcast, like I said, we, we would love to start like a listener, um, feedback section where you guys have questions for us or things you'd like us to talk about. Um, it could be about siege or it could be about anything else, another video game or just random stuff you're interested in. Um, so tweet us at r6 unrenowned and we'll get an email set up so we can get some, some emails too. Um, anything else before we close? If you want to follow us, um, you can follow me on YouTube and Twitch. I'm VG Fiasco. I am the Just Hello again with three O's. So on YouTube, you're the Just Hello, and on yeah. Twitch, you're Just Hello. Correct. Just Just Hello. Yes, only Just Hello. Only Just Hello. Correct. Just the words Just Hello. Okay. With three O's. Just goodbye. Okay, I'll keep it in this time. Yes. Just-